0: What's up, guys? This is Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Recently, on the Winging It podcast, Vince Carter and Annie Finberg sat down with NBA All-Star Kyle Lowry and recording artist Rotimi. This week, 2017 first overall pick Markel Fultz joins the show to talk about living up to expectations and working his way back from injury in the NBA. Make sure to check out Winging It on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here, right beside me, heel producer Jim Cunningham working the board. What's happening, Jim? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Happy Super Tuesday. We're recording this on Super Tuesday. Everyone will listen to it tomorrow or after. But uh, actually I actually have a bet on Super Tuesday. I took a parlay. Hmm. Uh, don't ask me how I got to do this because I'm not even going to tell you. California Bernie, Colorado Bernie. North Carolina, Biden; Tennessee, Biden; Virginia, Biden. So let's see how that that works out. Interesting. I'm sure that'll lose by the time anyone's listening. Uh, but those are all big favorites. But either way, always a Super Tuesday with these fellas. My hometown boys, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds. The degenerate trifecta: Harry, brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, you guys, I don't. I'll, I'll bring it up, and then we'll forget about it. You guys went zero and three yesterday, right? Uh, last week, zero and three on the show. But we well, got gonna... that
2: the cats out of the bag. So I know uh, our buddy Chris, <laughs> who does the does the uh, records, had I, me as a winner this week. So he but had uh, you winning well your MMA
1: parlay. Yeah, we may have to yeah, let Chris yeah. go. Chris is supposed yeah. to stay on top of this. And I, he, uh, I, how much do we pay Chris, yeah. Jim Cunningham? Too much. We don't pay too him much. anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Same. Do you know how many people want that job to keep track of our uh, our shitty picks? <laughs> exactly no one. So yeah. you get to keep doing it, Chris. But, yeah, uh, you guys went 0-3. Um, I don't know what we need to turn this around. Maybe a doctor. Maybe Dr. Chow, because that's who's coming on our program. We're going to talk to him. This guy is unbelievable. I don't know if you know him. He's like – I liken him to Tony Romo. He watches these football games. He's a doctor. He was a team uh, physician for the Chargers for, like, uh, 17 years or something. And, uh, and now he steps back, he watches replays. He knows the injuries before the players, the, the players, before they get their MRIs, they go on Dr. Chow's Twitter account and they check it out. They want to see what he says about it. And he's right. Almost every time i are going to talk to him about this stupid coronavirus. We'll hit the mailbag. We'll hit best bets with these guys. NBA MVP is all of a sudden a debate. Take a ride on Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino. And uh, the NFL, Tom Brady, where is he going to land? But first, I want to talk about three quick items. Just to let you know that gambling, sports gambling, is here to stay. Illinois this week announced sports betting is allowed at Illinois racetracks. You can bet on March Madness at any Illinois racetrack. I don't know how most Illinois racetracks. That happens in a couple of weeks. Just popped up like that. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app. They don't pay us anything. Uh, you can watch an NHL game on the app and execute a bet. Yeah, I think you have to leave the app. But you can actually watch the game. They'll have odds there. You leave for a second. You put the bet in. It's incredible what's going on. The Action Network also doesn't pay us anything. We'll share revenue from subscribers who come to the service through tour properties for golf. They're going to share revenue for golf, golf bet content and sponsorships. And they're uh, also going to share affiliate fees with the tour. So money that comes from sportsbooks for referring new bettors. So we are not going anywhere. Don't worry about that. That one's good for you, Harry, right? The golf? You pretend to know golf.
0: Oh, I know golf. I know golf. It's going to be good.
1: All right. What do you know? What do you know about Tom Brady? Because his destination is all of a sudden, this is a fun thing. He went to a Syracuse, Carolina game. I don't know what he was doing there. There's so many better games to see. But he goes to Syracuse, Carolina over the weekend with Jimmy Fallon and Julian Edelman. Uh, They're sitting there. He FaceTimes. Uh, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee coach. Everyone's up in arms. What does this mean? Is this this just Edelman saying hi to his ex-coach and Brady? Or does this mean he's going to Tennessee? Well, the odds are reflecting it. You can get the Pats as a landing spot for Brady at minus 180. Titans plus 350. Chargers four to one. Raiders six to one. Colts 15 to one. Cowboys 15. uh, Bucks 20. And then retired. Retired's interesting. 50 to one. Uh um, might want to put a couple bucks on that. Maybe there's not as much interest as he thought. Maybe he has a change of heart. But Harry, you have been all over this for weeks. You have a definitive uh landing spot for Brady. What is
0: it? Yeah, you know what? I have, Sal, uh, guys, I have. Uh, I've let my expressions, feelings, opinions on Twitter fly on <laughs> this. And I think that a great spot for him to land would be Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa would be uh significant for the first time in ages. Uh you got two time NFL coach of the year and Bruce Arians at the helm. You got two pro bowl wild res- wide receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and a first round pick tight end in OJ Howard that has yet to u- been used correctly by Tampa Bay. Um, remember Brady, one of the reasons he didn't play so well a season ago is that he had no tight end at all, all season. The bucks team. If Matt gay doesn't miss that th- 30 yard field goal against uh, my giants, that would have given them eight wins, eight wins, with the leading turnover machine in the league and Jameis Winston, that's hard to do, when eight, have eight wins and have the leader in the league in turnovers. This team isn't that far off, and Brady would have a favorable road schedule in which the Bucs face only one team, the Saints, who made the playoffs last season. So for me on Twitter and here now, I have been saying TB to TB for me.
1: You love this. TB to TB for me. For me? For me? Or just you? For you?
0: All of us. I share.
1: 20 to 1 is pretty good. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I still think deep down, I really think he's going back to the Patriots. I really do. I mean, he's... What, what are you going to get out of this guy if you're another team? He's used to the climate of New England. He's used to the... Pl- First of all, great defense. Young defense. Why would he want to leave that have a few fixes in there. They're, they're a tight end away or whatever. Austin Hooper, Edelman. It's funny. They're celebrating there. He dropped the ball. If he hadn't dropped the ball, like on that, maybe they get past the Titans in that game. There were one receiver away, one play away, basically from making it work. I don't see him leaving new England. I bet, you know, Kraft probably said, God, do, do it, go out there, see what you can get. We owe that to you, but I think he's going to say he owes it to the Patriots to end up a Patriot. And I'd like them at -180. Uh Parley kid, you disagree with Harry. I think you agree with me though, right?
2: Well, so I changed it. I uh I I originally today uh oh, that's right. this morning I I kind of said um Brady back to the Pats at -180 or whatever the number was and um I still think part of me says that that's where he's going to be like you're saying. But if we're looking for some value here, The team that really stands out to me is the Colts at 15-1. to Uh, This is where Tom can get his huge payday, even though I'm not sure money is his first priority. Uh, They have a great offensive line, good coaching, some decent offensive weapons. And by the way, besides signing Brady, they have $85 million in cap space this offseason. So they can get him weapons that the Patriots cannot get. If the Patriots sign Brady... They're going to have trouble signing other weapons. Edelman is I think on the uh he's on the, de- the the major decline right now. So when we talk about him, I mean who are their weapons? They can maybe bring in one or maybe one player for Brady. I don't think that really adds up. I think the Colts are really the ideal destination and the the ideal division for him to be in. So let's say that's the best value here to me is Brady to the Colts at 15 to 1.
1: All right. I, the only thing I think about that is, and maybe enough time has passed, but they blew the lid off the flake gate, the Colts did. So I don't know if there's a grudge that he holds. I don't know if yeah. there's still people in the organization um, that, you know, are, are just. it'd be weird there. Probably not. Probably enough time has passed. Um, when you talk about the Patriots receivers, they had Edelman, obviously. It's weird to me that none of these other guys would, would work out. Nikhil Harry, Muhammad Sanu, Antonio Brown. Uh, Josh Gordon. It's real. It's crazy. There's six names. They didn't help him out at the tight end position at all. Uh, New England didn't, and I think that's what they would have to address. There's the Hunter Henrys out there. Like I said, Austin Hooper. But uh, all right, Colts, Bucks. You can get good money for that, brother Bry. Which do you like?
3: Um, I would like it to be the Raiders. I think that would just be fun <laughs> coming into the season. Uh, it would makes it would probably be. A, I mean, it would be a decent fit for him with a great line, good tight end. Good yeah. running back. But I'm going to say the Titans are probably the best fit if he's going to leave the Pats. Uh Brady obviously could reunite with Brabel, who out-coached Belichick last year in the first place. They were only... in mm-hmm. Tennessee was only a few plays away, really, from making the Super Bowl. They have a good line, great running game. They have A.J. Brown, some other good young receivers. Uh The only thing is, I think, I'm not sure what you're going to get out of the tight end. And Jono Smith had a, had a decent season. But I know... All day today, right? They were talking about how if where if Brady does go somewhere else, Antonio Antonio Brown will probably follow him, which is yeah. still seems still seems funny. So, mm-hmm. um, if he really wants to play with Brown, if, yeah, Tennessee would probably be a good fit. I could see them, uh, you know, just taking him as a as an add, in if if Brady really wants to go there, but I don't see the Chargers. Uh, I know that's another high one high on the list. They have a terrible line. Those that the lines always hurt. Uh, Anthony Lynn could possibly not even make it through another season. So I don't know. I just don't think there's enough consistency with the chargers to go there. So if if he's going to leave, I think it would be for the Titans.
1: Yeah. I don't think you go. First of all, the chargers play the Patriots this year. I don't think you go to the chargers. If you're Brady, you you got, if you're Brady, the chiefs, they're going to win barring injury between 11 and 14 games. Right? So, you're battling for a wild card here, right? Aren't you battling? You're going to end up battling maybe the Patriots for a wild card spot. Um, so that's weird. I don't know if he goes to the AFC West. Um, your Raiders, Bri, uh, same thing with AFC West, but I think they announced today they're not aggressively pursuing him, which is interesting. They might just be playing coy. Could be, you know, they, 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 dozens of books. I was talking about this Unlocking In, written about this, how the guy, the guy who seems aloof, not chasing the girl. That's the one who gets the girl in the end. So maybe that's what they're doing. Um, Oh boy, the Titans. I deal with Clay Travis all the time. He's screaming about Brady going to the Titans, the economy in in, in Nashville. It's the greatest, this and that. I don't know. Would you be that excited if this is one of the few quarterbacks you could beat if you're the Titans and now he's on your team? I don't know. He threw a pick six to end his career right now in New England. I don't know that uh, you want him if you're Tennessee, but that would make sense. With Vrabel and everything else, the other thing, Derrick Henry could jump to free agency. So I, I bet he'd want that answer before he uh, went to Tennessee. But a lot of options. I don't know when we find out when he's going to make his move, uh, Harry. But Harry, you're the most convinced though with the Bucks.
0: Well, I just think that this is a situation that would really benefit him. I mean, you know, a lot of people have out there been saying. That, uh, listen, uh, Arians wants to go down the field. It's not a good fit for Brady. Look, Brady called him up and said, listen, Bruce, I, want, I think I want to come to you guys. We'll work something out. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do shorter passes. Arians would be all over it in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat.
1: All right. What
0: are you going to get? Go get Phillip. What, what's he going to go out and get Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers is going to suck, and the Bucs will keep sucking? Getting Phillip Rivers, which I've read before out there, and people are thinking that he's going to go to Tampa Bay, Philip Rivers would suck with Tampa Bay.
1: I don't know what they're going to do. It's so weird this year because there's current players floating around. There's Philip Rivers. There's Brady. Sure. I mean, there's even Mariota and guys like that. Tannehill, uh, obviously Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, and then there's guys that's supposed to be between four and five first rounders. Uh, you know, in the in the NFL draft, like maybe maybe the Chargers are happy with Herbert. Maybe Tampa Bay's got their eyes on someone. It's going to be very interesting more than uh, recent years. Let's go to the NBA. Uh, I want to mention NBA. Uh, oh, DraftKings. Someone bet on DraftKings sportsbook nine hundred seventy six thousand. This is the biggest NBA bet of the year. Nine hundred seventy six grand on the Clippers to win the Western Conference at plus two thirty. The bet nets two point two million dollars. Wow, that is. Uh, you look at that. That lineup when it's clicking, that's the one to win the Western Conference. And then the Lakers look great. They demolish the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. And you're like, oh man, that's That's a six or seven game series. If it comes down to Clippers Lakers, but, uh, probably kid, you want any part of that bet? I don't know that the guy's giving any of it up, but would you like the Clippers to win the West?
2: No, I, I, I mean, I, I like them, but, uh, I I don't have that type of money. I guess if (laughs) you had that type of money, that that's probably like me betting like 90 bucks on the Clippers to, to win the West as it turns out. Right. So that guy probably has millions and millions of dollars. And, uh, So if you want to put that type of money on it, I mean, I might put like 90 bucks on them to win the West, but uh, that might be about it.
1: All right. You know what? We're going to start a GoFundMe for the Parlay kid. Try to get him (laughs) $976,000 so he can put it on the Clippers. Uh, Yeah. And I've seen that number move to plus 190. But Parlay kid, I want to talk NBA MVP. LeBron's had some big games. Closing the gap a little bit. I know he was like 15 to one a few weeks ago. Giannis still minus 1,000 to win this MVP award. LeBron, 8-1. Luka, 12-1. Harden making a lot of noise. 6-6. I don't know how he figured out how to play basketball, but he did. He's also 12-1. Parlay kid, who's the MVP? Is it Giannis, or can we go with uh, LeBron?
2: Well, listen, common sense says it's Giannis, right, at uh, minus 1,000 or whatever he is right now. Uh, And most likely it's going to be him. But that being said, Uh, LeBron is gathering some momentum right now, and uh, I think he's sitting at eight to one. And our friend uh, Kendrick Perkins makes a really valid point when it comes to LeBron and Giannis. When LeBron was in the East, a lot of his accomplishments were minimized due to the fact of him being in the Eastern Division, right? Mm -hmm. How come Giannis, you don't hear this about Giannis. I know the East might be a, a little bit better than it used to be, But Giannis seems to be exempt from, like, that East talk, that East being weaker talk that LeBron was always subjected to uh, at that time. uh, Kendrick Perkins made that. uh, I saw him talk Mm -hmm. about that, and he he is right about that in a way. Uh, You can't argue with uh, Giannis's uh, numbers, but LeBron at at 25.5 points per game, 10.6 assists per game, uh, basically eight rebounds a game. Uh, what else does the guy need to do to at least be in the conversation for MVP? Look, this is Giannis's award. Oh, and by the way, the Bucs are 5-1 without Giannis in the lineup this year. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So I think they actually have a little bit more talent surrounding him than the Lakers have LeBron. Hmm. All due respect wow. to some of those players there. I do think they have some some better pieces than the Lakers. I think, look, LeBron is, to me, the greatest player ever in the NBA. Uh, and I do think he should be in the conversation. Um, and at eight to one, he might be worth the risk. He is gathering some momentum right now.
1: I would say that maybe he's worth the risk. Uh, I would give, they talk about the story and like maybe LeBron gets a lifetime achievement award. but Hasn't had it in like, what, eight years? He hasn't won the, won the MVP. It's kind of crazy that he's amongst the best in the league and certainly the face of the NBA and hasn't won the MVP in so long, seven, eight years, whatever it is. But uh, and it'd be a storybook ending. You know, obviously, Kobe's death plays into it. Lakers, 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 LeBron and this team. The only thing Paulie Kidd I think about is where is he going to get these votes? These writers, whoever they are, vote on this. Have they soured? This is what no one's talking about. The whole China thing. Have they soured on LeBron about this? You know, do they look at him more favorably since he. He, you know, he went against the league, went against, you know, I, it's very strange. I don't know where politically people are going to fall on this, and it's sad because you should just watch two guys play and decide from there and figure it out. But I, that, that is one thing that could affect the voting and could, could lead to Giannis in a landslide. Don't you think?
2: That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Um, no, the media can be pretty fickle when it comes to this stuff. So uh, good right. point. I, I hadn't thought of that.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Harry. <laughs> Harry, what do you think? You think Giannis? Um, you know I, he's putting up bigger numbers and and playing fewer minutes. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean it's definitely not going to James Soften, that's for sure. But look, yeah. especially with the playoffs coming up, but still uh, Soften. You know, he's shooting 55% from the field, Giannis. And look, I looked at the games, the five best teams in the Western Conference. We all we know his stats. We know the team stats, They 119 points a game, point differentials, 12.3. It's five points more than anyone else Lake, than the Lakers. That's a tremendous, but the five teams that have a chance in the West, Houston, uh, both LA teams, Denver and Utah, Giannis is five and two against them. And in, in those seven games, uh, the lowest amount of points he scored is 27. He scored 50 against Utah once, and in, they play the Lakers on Friday. But in the first meeting, uh, he outshined LeBron in that game. He had 34, 11, and 7. LeBron only had 21 points. But I think the most impressive thing out of him out, out, that he does, averaging 14 assists. That's or, excuse me, 14 rebounds. That's insane mm-hmm. the way he plays. He's not inside all the time and getting four. He's all over the ball. 14 rebounds. I mean, I just think it's a, that's a slam dunk. I think the most impressive number,
1: brother Brian, I think you agree that it's Giannis is nine. And that's how many losses they have. And until that number gets to 10 or 12, I I don't think you make him anything but a prohibitive favor to win this award. Another thing I'll throw at you, Harry, take a look at this before we get to Brian. Uh, Second in defensive player of the year. If you would vote on that, you go to Fox bet, you could vote on defensive player of the year. Um, Giannis is right there in the top two right there. Number one, the Bucs are defensively. He himself has a 95.9 defensive rating. That's tops. That's going to be tough to beat. I don't, you're not going to see those stats much anyway, because I don't know if defensive play figures in anymore. But Brian, you like Giannis here.
3: Yeah, I love Giannis. Uh, yeah, why not give him defensive player of the year, too? Because I have that at 6-1 to one to start the year. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I also have Giannis at, like, plus 250 for MVP. I, I can't believe at some point in time he was plus 250, like, right. at the beginning of the year. Uh, but LeBron's been fantastic. But the Bucks have had one of the best seasons of all time. Again, 52-9. and nine, They've had the second highest point per game differential in NBA history. Uh, They play hard all the time. That's the most impressive thing about this team. I know they just lost to the Heat the other night, but they really do play hard. I I saw them live um, up close and personal against the Nets, and I was amazed. First of all, seeing Giannis up close and personal is probably the most impressive thing you can ever see, probably the most impressive athlete. And I've seen LeBron James up close, and it was just amazing. And to see Mm -hmm. how hard this team plays, which is basically just, I mean... That's pretty much all due to Giannis. I mean, he never seems happy. He always seems to want to get better. Um, so I don't, you know, if I had a ton of money, I wouldn't mind putting nine hundred and eighty-seven thousand, whatever <laughs> it is, on Giannis at uh, minus a thousand nine
1: seventy-six. We're already starting GoFundMe <laughs> for your brother. I don't know. It seems a little greedy if we do it for you too. And maybe you guys could split the <laughs> the bet. But yeah, all right. So uh, I think the the overall consensus is. LeBron might be worth a shot at eight to one, but this should be Giannis's uh, award to win. That brings us to our sponsored segment, ladies and gentlemen. Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. We had the combine last week. Uh, Paulie kid, who were the big winners at the combine? Obviously, Rugs, right? Uh, he's the yeah. fastest. Gidry, yeah. that cornerback. Simmons. Right, It's big. Who who else did you say? Uh,
2: Simmons from uh, Clemson.
1: Oh right, yeah, yeah Right, linebacker. Sure, uh, big
2: big winner. Um,
1: the Arizona State punter, the Arizona State punter yeah. who bench pressed more than everybody else. You,
2: you he know was what? The, the thing with yeah, I think Turk. that's great. You know what? I think more so this year than any year. Uh, I don't think there were too many losers at the combine this year. I think right, um, that's true. Very few, very few players. Hurt their stock, really, Mm -hmm. which we can see happen. I think this year everybody performed uh, pretty solidly at the Combine. Uh, so uh, kudos to the you, those guys, and I think you and Brian maybe even won some money betting on the combine.
1: We did. Uh, we did win a little bit. We had uh, Justin Herbert. Who did we have over Justin Herbert? We had. Uh, oh, well, we had it... Hurts over Herbert, but
3: I, but I lo- don't worry. I lost. I had um, I had Judy over Taylor, and Jonathan ta- a four- ta- out of
1: nowhere. Taylor yeah. puts up these crazy. Not out of nowhere. I know. Fast as shit, yeah, Judy ran a crazy. four
3: four five, and yeah, Taylor ran a four four one. Best. So we got
1: this combine. Those guys did well. You're right, Parley kid. No one really got hurt. The top two quarterbacks didn't throw. They didn't participate in the drill. So that's right. one thing. But uh, I was talking to the captain. The captain's like, oh, this is fun. The bench pressing, the leaping and everything else. But what what event would you like to add to the combine? I was like, well, uh, and he's like, why, why don't we just bet on that? I was like, well, how do we bet on that? That's a weird thing. He's like, well, we'll just put odds on it. and You bet on it. I'm like, all right. So here are the odds. The event you'd like to add to the combine um, hurtling over other players, four to one odds, touchdown dancing, six to one helmet swinging, 13 to two tweet, deleting nine to one or the field. You can get the field. Anything else at even odds, Harry, let's go to you. What event would you like to add to the combine?
0: You know, I think touchdown dancing would be pretty good. I mean, uh-huh. first off, touchdown dancing and celebrations, let's be honest, sucked last year. Oh. The NFL, nothing was good or stood out. Uh, the combine is so quiet and kind of boring. that would be one way to break up the monotony, the quietness and every, uh, every playing, uh, every player being worried about, well, you know, what they ran, what they benched, whatever. be a nice little break. Uh, plus we need better celebration dances, period. Um, hmm. So when, it's basically like when Travis Kelsey is the best guy in the NFL for celebrating touchdowns. Uh, it's time for this thing to be a real thing,
1: all right, and you think a player should be evaluated on his uh touchdown dancing ability, or is it just it, fun
0: it no, it should calculate in their contract, sure interesting,
1: okay, all right, brother Bry, I have a feeling you don't agree with that what do you what do you think?
3: <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny on this thing, but i'll be s- I'll be serious actually because it really is like it. I wish it was more exciting to watch. There are certain things obviously like watching the 40 times, but I actually really, one thing I w- would like to see is I know they do it sometimes at the pro day, but like the, I would like to see like the longest throw from a quarterback. I feel like that would be fun. Like can Jake oh, yeah. Fromm throw the ball more than 50 yards, but, or can somebody throw it, you know, 80 yards? I I feel like that would keep me entertained. That's something I would definitely want to watch, but um yeah, I I don't know if you guys saw though. The one thing that was really funny this week we didn't mention it was that Trey Adams combine answer. Oh, that right. They asked yeah. him something that he would change about himself and he said And uh, that wasn't yeah. supposed to get get out. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh I
1: agree <laughs> with the great. long distance throwing. That that's uh that that's yeah, why not? That's the Superman stat right there. Who could throw the the furthest? And then that that becomes the gold standard, what you're gonna beat. Uh parlay, kid, you have a more practical approach to this and probably something that would help quarterbacks and, and and running backs and uh position players careers more than anything
2: yes yeah, so that's that uh that tweet deleting they need like a social media skills uh mm-hmm. type of uh, event where uh these guys their, their, their media skills can be put to uh, the test right there at the combine you know do they use the correct emojis when uh when they're tweeting um you know do they you know what what do they tweet all these type of things, Sal. Isn't this what could get them into really the most trouble at this point? Even Absolutely. worse than a 40-yard dash time? Really. So um, I'd like to say these kids could stay off social media, but they're not. That's not going away. So some type of skills test in that social media area.
1: And by the way, I, I agree with this, and I don't think just for uh, football or uh, sports, This any job. You turn 18, get rid of all of it. Delete all your tweets. You're going out into the uh, job market. It's not going to help you. Trust me. I don't know. Maybe Whoa. some uh, instances it'll help you if you're going to be a an Whoa, influencer and or something. What would Harry do all day? Oh, my God. Harry, <laughs> Harry doesn't even know his own uh, password for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Jim Cunningham, I know you have something to say here.
4: Yeah, I was uh, looking at the field after seeing um, Tom Brady and Julian Edelman in that clip we talked about earlier. Um, I was thinking about uh, with legacy. It'd be good to teach these guys to find like the right plastic surgeon because Tom Brady's starting to oh. look like a <laughs> his uh, evil twin or something with the black hair and everything. Yeah. He looks like crazy. It's weird. It's like Bizarro Brady. What do you, Tom? What is your suggestion? What is it? Uh, how to find a good plastic surgeon. Oh, Plastic surgeon, okay. yeah, so you're not just remembered as like that. this crazy game.
1: combine. People just looking around for a plastic surgeon, yeah. Just Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google, you Google on the field. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> throw a, a curveball out there. I, I like to see how guys recover a fumble. I think balls squirt out way too much and for way too long, and it goes like 10 feet. But, Paul, the kid, I think I'd be good at this. I really do. I'm not faster than anyone, I'm not stronger than anybody. I see a fumble, a football on the field. I think I could jump on it. I'll get clobbered afterwards, but
3: I'm as good as anyone yeah. covering up a loose ball. Let's see that. I mean, I'm, can, I, can we see you do that against Clay? That would be fun. Oh, that would be
1: good. Yeah. Just fumble recovery drills?
3: Or That's Sal, uh,
2: maybe Sal, you use could your wrestling kicks. skills. Yeah, you could return kicks <laughs> if, uh, one versus 11 like you used to have to do in high school football.
1: That's what they should do. In high school, <laughs> I return kicks. I put this in my book. I wrote about it uh, like a few weeks ago. I returned kicks one on 11. I think I had one blocker, uh, Gino Grazi <laughs> Day. And the, the coach hated me so much. He had me blo- uh, returning kicks against the re- kickoff team, number one. And <laughs> the, the irony is the first kick of the year went back for a touchdown. So there you go. I think we're talking <laughs> about it. Probably again, was it Rob Carpenter from Amityville, then the Jets? <laughs> yes, Hempstow. it was.
2: Yes. Syracuse yes, and the Jets, was. right? Yeah, there that's right.
1: <laughs> All right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make-believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Let's hit the mailbag. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. That's where you could email us if you want to put yourself up there to be a member of our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. Rocky Smart. We don't get a lot of these. Well, we get a lot. Um, They're not worthy to read on air, I have to be honest. But this one is... We're going to put this up to vote. Rocky Smart writes, Hey, Cousin Sal, the trifecta. I imagine I am one of your few avid listeners who doesn't miss a show, yet also has not placed a single bet since I started listening to Against All Odds when it debuted in May of 2017. All right, not a great start, I'll admit, uh, for, uh, for Rocky here. Um, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, also known as Mormons, I have been advised since I was a young kid to not gamble. I've been mostly successful adhering to his advice, even though the temptation's Always persisted. I've wanted to apply for the G- Degenerate Hall of Fame for a long time, and your recent Captain Morgan Make Believe Casino put me over the edge when you were discussing Tim Dunahy's cheating scandal as a ref. Go back to my days of collegiate wrestling at BYU, the last year the program existed uh, due to Title IX. I ended up transferring to Arizona State, wrestled at the NCAA Championships four years, as part of our fifth place team finish my senior year in 2003. My brother and I both wrestled for the Cougars. Uh, during the summer we were coaching at wrestling camps university was holding. There were hundreds of young kids from five to 10 years old. Most of them had never wrestled day in their life, but their parents wanted a few days of summer freedom away from the kids. Uh, on the last day of camp, we held a big tournament with all kids, wrestling coaches, working, alternating as refs and coaches aside from Harry. I know you're all wrestling fans and understand how long a wrestling tournament day can be. So my brother and I quickly came up with a way to entertain ourselves. We would place a bet on every match that day with one of us coaching the kids and the other refing the match. The one coaching got to choose which little five-year-old he wanted to put his money on. The referee was forced to have the other kid as their bet. You can only imagine the calls that took place, swing matches in their favor, opposing brother coach berating said officials for the calls or in some instances, physically assisting a losing wrestler off his back. As the day went on, refereeing only got more egregious Fortunately, most of the kids had no idea what the hell they were doing. Didn't even realize they were being hosed by the referee. Ultimately, little harm was done. Not as crazy as many in the Degenerate Hall of Fame. This may be your one and only chance to get a non-betting Mormon into Pahrump, at least until Harry shares a bet on a random golfer to finish in the top 20 of an obscure golf tournament. I can't resist to indulge. Thanks for all the great podcasts. You guys are the best. Rocky Smart. Wow. Wow. There's so much to unpack there. Harry I'm going to go to you because you are, uh, as Rocky points out, not a wrestling fan like the rest of us here. Um, What are you going to say, Rocky, in or out?
0: I like the story. Um, uh, However, you know, uh, there's not real money. There's not a lot of money or or any money really being wagered here of significance. Mm. And that has to factor in. So I am going to say no to this on that. But I'll tell you what, Rocky. I've still got you covered. I'm betting Englishman Robert Rock for top 20 at plus 450 at the commercial bank Qatar masters in Doha, Qatar on this week's stop in the European tour. (laughs) He has one top 20 finish in this tournament in seven years. He finished 55th last year, but you never know. And what we do know is, is that I was the only person looking up stats for this tournament at eleven thirty-five p.m. last night? Shocker! In the world, the Qatar Masters European Tour. Okay,
1: so let me get this straight: you're voting no for the Hall of Fame for Rocky, <laughs> but yes. you've got his back because you're you're betting a guy in an obscure tournament that uh, has a similar name, so that's how you have his back. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. He did mention in the top 20. I see. Okay. All yeah. right. I see the connection now. All right. Well, Rocky, I don't know if that helps, but you have to sweep now. You have to get from Parley Kid, Brother Bry, and myself. Harry voted no. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like that you're non-better. All right. Brother Bry, what do you think?
3: Oh, man. Harry's such a dick on this one. May, yeah. well, 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 listen. Hold on a second. Real, Arizona real quick. Arizona State, quick, State right
0: around the corner from you, Harry. Yeah. Bry. real quick, though. My girlfriend gambles like crazy and she's a, uh, she's a, uh, she's uh she's a Mormon. Okay. Well, she <laughs> breaks a lot of well, rules.
1: Let's just say that. Well, All right. She's a I, rule breaker. I, did, in I
3: give, I give Rocky a lot of credit. I don't know how you could do something that he did at this tournament. I mean, this is pretty crazy what he did and then not to gamble the rest of yeah. your life. That's, that's pretty crazy in itself. Uh, but, I thought Harry was going to let him in just because this is a similar scandal that when you guys were refing right. The, the kids basketball games back right. in the day. So, and and the funny thing about this. So he, he, Rocky is definitely in for me. As soon as he said wrestling, he was in for me. I um, <laughs> but it is true that like somebody might be saying, how did this possibly happen? But if you've ever been to these camp, these wrestling camps as kids, like there's no parents there. You're just there. You're, you're, they put you in these brackets you just get your ass kicked uh you don't really know what the hell's going on the matches are so quick so stuff like this could definitely happen so it's not like somebody could say oh the parents would be upset so this is a very realistic situation that could probably happen (laughs) Uh, i love it i love it and uh he's in for me all right parley kid i have a feeling you are you gonna concur yeah well yeah rocky checks the
2: boxes here right so one we used to bet on matches, right? You'd bet like who the winner of the tournament would be, or at least right. once it got to the finals, who would win. So we had some uh stuff like that going on in high school. Uh two, um, he wrestled. That's that's impressive enough. Uh three, <laughs> he's a man of faith, a man that shouldn't a, who count. sticks to his va- who sticks to his values. Uh, you know, this that got me to thinking today, like, are we all going to hell for what we're doing? So Yes, of course. Rest assured you know, rest definitely. assured I looked it up as as a catholic so i looked it up there's really nothing in the bible that says that we can't be gambling um as long as it's not really hurting our families and so harry's probably going to hell the rest of us the three of us are okay so that's the good news uh when it comes to this i'm going to hell for
0: other things though (laughs)
2: no harry you're not uh but rocky is in put him in sal
0: all right.
1: All right. The parlay kid. That's good news for Rocky. And good news for us is the parlay kid looked it up and we are not going to hell. That is great news with uh, our impending doom. We're right. Staring us right in the face here. Uh, boy. So it's up to me here. It's a two to one. If I say yes, Rocky gets in. If I say no, Rocky is out. It bugs me a little bit that he doesn't gamble. I mean, he's not, he's not a gambler per se. He's just not. Um, but uh it's also, you know, you're right. He's sticking to his values and his religion and all sorts of things. I love that he wrestled. I love that he picked this specific instant to wrestle. He was so bored at these tournaments and that he brought his brother in there, too, who uh, shares the same faith and and values. And uh, oh, I got to tell you, you guys, I don't I don't let you guys in on this, but I have had a lot of pressure by the uh, Church of uh, Latter-day State, the Church of Jesus Christ to get a Mormon in the uh, Degenerate Gambler's Hall of Fame. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. I spend like three hours a day uh, fielding calls and emails and stuff. You're in. Rocky's in. Rocky Smart is in. We have yes, a Mormon yes. in the Hall of Fame. No thanks to Harry. And we are not going to hell. Isn't that great? Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you think you want, you can join Rocky and the likes in Perump, Degenerate Gambler's Hall of Fame. All right, guys. Sharp tank. 0-3 last week. Um, brother Brian, I'm gonna start you off. You were you were kind of close. You had Vargas, you had big odds on him. Good fight. No real controversy in the uh decision. Garcia kind of won handily. Uh he wants Pacquiao now. What what kind of odds would you place on that fight? I, I haven't seen anything if that
3: happens. Uh, I haven't seen anything. I would think like Pacquiao would be maybe minus one. Six. 60, minus Small, right?
1: Yeah, right in there. Yeah, would be small. Fight. I
3: mean, it, that would be a great fight, though. Uh, It'd be great. It'd be fun if it yeah. happened
1: this year. Or uh, Yeah, I mean, re- really, I'm. Mean, we can't wait too long with all these
3: Pacquiao fights. Eventually, he's going to slow down. Uh, what's your best bet, Brother Brian? All right, so I'm going to go to the big UFC card. Um, so at first, I liked Jang or over Jijacek, uh when the odds first came out, but they've shot up. I think it was originally like minus one twenty five, minus one thirty. They've shot up to minus one eighty five. So that seems like a it seems a bit high um, for this weight class that constantly rotates champions. Uh, so I'm going to go with this fight to go the distance at even money. Uh, while Zhang could certainly stop Joanna. Uh, I think Joanna fights very conservatively, keeps it at a distance, uses her kicks to get some separation. If if you look at Joanna, I mean, almost all her fights go to the distance. So in her last eight five round fights, she's gone the distance seven of those eight fights. The only time was when Rose knocked like obliterated her early in that first period. Uh, But I think that's because she got a little too cocky. She was a huge favorite in that fight. So her being an underdog coming into this fight. Uh, she'll be prepared. I I just get the sense that for as awesome as Zhang has been, I think this is, uh, this is going the distance. So at even money, um, I like those odds.
1: All right, that's Brother Bry's pick. Uh, Parlay Kid, you lost. Um, Chris H screwed it up. We're gonna keep him on. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. Yeah, you lost. Uh, your guy got knocked out. Right, I think you went two for three. Yeah, I year. won.
2: it I won. It was two for three. Uh, Benavides was probably winning the first round and a half, and just you know, took a punch straight to the, uh, the face and that was it. And, uh, you know, but here's where I think I should get a little bit of a, a mulligan here being that, uh, his opponent was overweight. Oh, didn't yeah. Make weight, which happened after I, um, made the pick. And, uh, so far this year, and as in most times, the fighter that does not make weight is three and O this year so far in 2020. Um, whatever it is, it seems to be a big advantage when that happens, even though the numbers really didn't change too much. Yeah. I was think, thinking that I was that looking fight, at that. The, the numbers never
1: changed with that. It's, it's strange that yeah. it's not, they don't adjust, but okay. It
2: was very strange that it didn't, but so I'm going to come out with just uh so I'm going to be taking my number three ranked Dayton flyers this week on Saturday against uh GW Dayton is home. Uh, college game day is, is, uh, is coming oh. uh, to the UD arena. For the Flyers, and I know it is going to be crazy there that day. I'm a little worried about Dayton tomorrow on the road against Rhode Island, uh, where Rhode Island is 12-2 and two at home this year. Um, but either way, I think that Saturday night game, Dayton mops the floor with a, a real weak GW team to finish their season. Um, Harry's hypothetical spread right now for that game is Dayton minus 16. So even if it's as long as it's around there, Dayton's went in by 20-plus that night. Uh, so let's take the Dayton Flyers on Saturday night against
3: GW. Dare, is it, is it Harry's hypothetical now, or this is like Harry's hypothesis? I can't keep up with this. Oh, the, yeah, it changes name started, all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever yeah, it is, just, it's yeah. sponsored by Odd Shark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very important.
2: All right, yeah. Harry. Uh, Darren
1: says, Uh, Partly Kid says, Saturday, Dayton over George Washington. Minus 16. All right, Harry. You are the uh the Odd Shark, wherever it is. You're you're the XFL expert. Harry points out to me it's like an hour before the Dallas uh Houston game. He's like, Hey, you mind retweeting this? I want to see if I'm any uh I want to see if it makes a difference, which is insulting anyway, to say to me. But he's like, Can you retweet Uh, it? I want to see if it makes a difference. So I I do it. Okay. It's about how this Houston Dallas game is gonna go over. And not only did it stay under, it stayed under in a in a comical fashion. It really did. Oh. You needed a few more points. You needed Landry Jones to not um bust up his leg on a quarterback sneak. That happened. Uh they have what what is it, Phillips? Who's the replacement? This guy, I, I, I follow is that it what, what what's his name? I forget the Dallas backup. Uh, is it Phillips? Come on, expert. You're the expert. Man, you should know this. Look at you. You don't know this.
3: Sal, I think you're right.
1: Is it Phillips first and yeah. goal at the two? He throws a like a um screen pass along the line of scrimmage. It gets tipped and batted intercepted at the two and that was that you were looking at the over you thought it was gonna win you lost you're still our X- XFL expert we have nothing better what's your best bet
0: well yeah and also and by the way if they if, they, if he would have pump faked it he could have crawled into the right side of the uh right side of the field for a touchdown also they scored uh with 1248 to go to make it 47 points so I had 1248 to score four points at some point, and three times during the game also, there was an interception inside the opposing team's 20-yard line. There's points taken off the board, too, so that was absolutely disgusting. So what I'm going to do this week, I'm going to go back to my bread and butter. Golf. Arnold Palmer (laughs) Invitational in Orlando. My best bet is I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. The price isn't that great for a top-five finish. I mean, no Tiger here. When Tiger's been fantastic, he's got some issues, uh, injury issues, so he's not there, but Top five at plus 115, Rory McIlroy to finish in the top five at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, Rory lights it up here. Um, last three years, this tournament, he's finished sixth. He won it in 2018, and in 2017, he came in fourth. Uh, a few weeks ago uh, at the WGC in um, in Mexico, he finished top five. Um, Rory also took over the top spot in the world rankings a couple weeks ago from Brooks Kepka. He's number one. And some other stats for him this year so far. Five top tens. He's sixth in birdies overall. Third in driving distance. Second in eagles. And f- not first in probably the most important stat besides actual wins. Overall scoring average. He's first in the PGA. So I'm going to take Rory at the Arnold Palmer top five at plus
1: 115. All right. i, I I'm not doing that. I can't do it. Ror- R- I can't jump on that. Rory kills me. He has how many top? Five tens this year. Five top tens.
0: Five top tens.
1: How the f- hell that possible? Uh, anytime me and the brother Brian bet him, he's a total bust, complete bust. You yep. too, Harry. I don't I think can you've ever right. won with him.
0: I know, I know. I just but but I think those stats that I just gave at the end he he has been he has been really up. He's been great. I believe it. He's I just think there.
1: he's playing these tournaments uh, in the, the you know the underground circumstance. I don't think anyone ever sees him. I don't know. I don't know how it happens. No, it is. Sometimes
0: sometimes on Sundays he doesn't show up. That's the problem.
1: All right. Well, that seems to be important in a golfer, professional golfer, that you're you're betting. But, uh, uh, brother Brian, another thing I don't think I've ever won on. I don't think I've ever bet a UFC fight to go the distance. I bet the under a ton of times. It's just too scary. It's so damn scary. I don't know. <laughs> have you bet a lot, Charlie uh, Kid? Have you bet a lot of these to go the distance? I don't think I've ever bet one. No,
2: of I this. never really bet that. No, but I do like I do like that uh,
3: Brian's uh, bet there. I do like that one. Yeah. And I, I, I know you hate.
1: All right. Parley kid, Dick Dickie V Dickie V was excited. You're excited. Dayton's last game, regular season game before they go off. And I don't know anything short of a, a final four run is a disappointment here. They oh. got, uh, I, I also don't know why. I don't know why tap I don't know why he's not a top five player listed in the uh, draft right now. Do you have any idea? What physically is he missing? Um, To to be in like the top five, topping. Um, yeah,
2: you know, so just watching him play, and I'm not, uh, you know, an uh, an expert on breaking this type of stuff down. He has a very solid overall game. Uh, I think he is, um, for as explosive as he is, I don't think he has like the lateral quickness, maybe to guard uh, some of the quicker players, uh, from what I see, um, but. I do think we'll be, a, we'll be a solid pro nonetheless. I'm just not sure if he's going to be a superstar.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, Parley Kid, nonetheless, I'm going with you. We're going to go with uh, Harry's fictional line. Now, this is Wednesday, Thursday. This is four days early. Harry, you, you got this, this is your big thing. This is what you should count on because this ends up being minus 21. We have a problem. I mean, Chris H. <laughs> can't even keep track of the score when we have uh, actual lines <laughs> we throw in front of him.
0: Well, what I got Dayton do? winning by 22, so that'll be okay.
1: All right, there you go. Dayton over George Washington. Take it at minus sixteen. Take it at anything minus up to twenty because they're going to win by twenty-one plus. Nice, uh, nice. Polly kid. I'm with you. What do you got going this weekend?
2: Uh, let's see, Sal. My my team is in the CYO championship. Uh, nice this weekend playing. Uh, it was uh, well, I think even Brother Bryce. So it was actually a pretty good CYO game the other night, right, Bryce? As far as CYO basketball yeah. goes, yeah, not a bad, sure. pretty. Pretty fun. He, game. Has we to to yes. he has to say yes. He has to say yes. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, well, I mean, the kid hit a. But we 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 uh, wanted to overtime. Kid hit a. Uh, on the other team, hit a. A, a basically an improbable shot to send mm-hmm. it into overtime, and then um, your, your uh, godson Christian kind of took over overtime. Yeah. Um, and and started to dominate. Um, but it was yeah, it's fun. So that's what I got going on. There's some great high Long Island games coming up at Amityville, Brentwood on Thursday night uh here on Long Island, great great matchup. It's going to be interesting to see who wins that one. Um so that's what we got going on GoUD. Um the ghetto is going to be going nuts this weekend there in Dayton. So um let's uh, let's keep it rolling.
1: All right. Uh brother Bry, I feel bad. By the way, party kids at the chalk talker, brother Bry, uh at the brother Bry on Twitter. Brother Bry, I that's coronavirus might keep you away from your favorite thing, Vegas. <laughs> My God, he forty. I was pla- it's terrible.
3: I was planning. Me and my buddies were planning on going out to Vegas for our fortieths, um, for Sweet Sixteen. Now all of a sudden, a few of them are saying uh, they're not sure if they want to go anymore. I mean, I'm still up for it, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling this is not happening. So uh, sad, sad day for me. Uh um, yeah, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I talked to baby doll, but baby dolls
1: tough as they come, you know, in, in a in a 108 pound uh, smoky frame. But um, he is terrified of the terrified of the flying says we won't see him for the rest of the year, if at all. And I think that's because smokers wow. are affected uh, most by this. But
3: right. I was going to say it's because he smoked like 500,000 cigarettes right. in his life. Exactly. So that probably, that's it's right. probably a little worse for him. That's it, for sure. Um, so I will say on, uh, I mean, H- Harry can talk about this, but I think I'm calling it to Harry's uh, Best Bet Corner show on Thursday night. Oh, uh, Harry, you can probably let them know the time. Um, so that should be fun. I am going to the Uh, the U S women's soccer team has a game at the metal uh, at uh, she's at the Red Bull arena on Sunday that I'm taking my daughters to. So I'm always doing something with sports. It's uh, I I went to like a million high school playoff games this past weekend. It's crazy.
1: All right, there you go. And if you guys, you know, I know brother Bryce call, Harry hasn't asked me to call him, but if you guys talk UFC, if you get uh, like confused as to how long the rounds are or something, you can call me up. I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll set everybody straight. <laughs> Harry, what's going on with you?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Brian will be uh, be on the show on Thursday. Um, it'll be out on my uh, website, um, bestbetcorner.com. Uh, the radio show and podcast will be on there, available uh, Monday, uh, Friday afternoon fr- or maybe even Friday morning. Uh, also, uh, I'm at A.O. Harry, of course, on Twitter. Obviously, uh, College Hoops article on Odd Sharks again this week. Uh, I'm going to... Sp- Specialize going over, and you can read why I like Dayton also to roll George Washington. Um, I'll, I got my guys in bet show on Friday on Odd Shark as well. Well, I will give out another XFL game, and this better be a winner considering I got screwed again last week. Uh, and uh, let's see, corner dot com articles of other sports picks of the week. That's what I got. And weather here in uh in Arizona has been fantastic, and. A guy and a bunch of buddies are here in town tonight. His name is George. who's a big follower of Against All Odds and his friends mm. on Twitter. It's George at Support America. I'm gonna meet those these guys tonight, right after the show here at one <laughs> the of the best steakhouse places in town, and they're treating, so it's gonna be fun.
1: <laughs> All right, good. Well, that'll
0: have already happened by the time
1: it's but. Hey, what's <laughs> not fun though, Harry, is uh, some of a uh, some of your uh, sleepless nights here. I'm getting. A, I got a message here. I'm not gonna tell you. Who sent it? I'm not, I would never ever give that up, but, uh, you sent this person a text and said, I got some cream for my butt. I'm having some discomfort. Uh, it woke me up the past two nights, a soreness. She's telling me at the pharmacy, it's $270.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's not $270 and I didn't have time today to take care of it. So I didn't go, but, but I, you know, I had some discomfort back there. I've got my colonoscopy coming up in, a, in about a month. And, uh, had a little discomfort the past couple of nights. So I need, I need to get, you know, whatever. And, uh, the lady at the, at the pharmacy, she's, she's clueless. So I got a little mad and, uh, rightfully so. And the guy behind me, uh, was laughing and he told me, listen, dude, every time I come here, the service is terrible. I said, I know. So, you know, that was the situation. <laughs> I still haven't have it. I still have not had it rectified. So, uh, maybe tomorrow I'll have time to get it done, but still, well, yeah, maybe tonight, you know,
1: what, why don't you show your friend your friends that follow the show, but maybe they
0: have some uh, thoughts. Yeah,
2: just get some preparation H, Harry, for crying out yeah, loud. I what, know, what, yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: Harry doing? said it's a really, a really bad well, this burning. Is, this is yeah. going a little, I'm preparation H, yeah, but it's it's not, it's going a little deep. I need to go a little deeper than that, though. Oh, my God. Well, why don't you try I,
1: the cheap stuff first and see if it works? The parlor kid is right.
0: I don't know. Cheap stuff. Cheap stuff when you're dealing so with, you know, a back role. there. I don't know about going cheap stuff back there when you got to go deep.
2: It's not a hemorrhoid.
0: My God! See, this
1: is my fault for for bringing this up. My God! It really
0: is. I should never. Oh, you know what? We're gonna ask Doctor Chow. Ken says I should always go to my doctor, so I'm doing what Ken said.
1: All right, and I'm gonna ask go to my doctor Chow, who's uh, waiting on the line to to talk to me. But we're gonna clear this all up for you. To hell with the uh, coronavirus. We need to figure out Harry's anus ASAP. Yeah. (laughs) Jim Cunningham, what's going on? Have you have you vomited? You saw you passed out? Or you yeah, I was about on? to
4: say, Harry should change his Twitter handle from AAO Harry to TMI Harry. Too much information. <laughs> Everything's good with me. Uh, we're still doing Top Gun Live. We got two more shows, apparently. It got extended to March and April, March uh, really? 22nd and April 26th. Yep, and we have Point Break Live coming back Saturday. All right, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going crazy in my head right now because now this is a
1: contentious thing. I, I saw the show. Mm-hmm. I went this Saturday. We had a great time. My wife and I went. You wear ponchos. You get wet. You get uh, Jim Cunningham comes around. He, he and his crony, they spray in the face with uh, like this yellow liquid. You're, you're a disaster when you walk out of there, but it is a great time, a lot of fun. Jim has a prosthetic, I think, a penis he walks <laughs> around with
0: the whole time.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he plays Iceman. It's terrific. But Jim, all that said, mm-hmm. I swear to God, you just said Top Gun Live. You
4: did. Oh, yeah, I may have. I may have. You did. Yeah, I know. And
1: he gets on me because I try to promote the <laughs> freaking show. And I say, I also put Top Gun Live in the hashtag because I see that it immediately shows you that that's who Jim Cunningham follows. I know it's Tom Gun Live, but you keep saying it. You follow these <laughs> Top Gun accounts. How the hell is anyone
4: supposed to find it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's TomGunLive.com. I'm, I'm sorry. It's been a long Tom break. Gun Live. It's great. Yes, it's a lot of fun. If uh, Keep it going
1: so these guys could, uh, you know, if Harry, Harry won't be able to sit down because he has problems in the, in the, in the oh, tuition. Right, but, right, right. But uh, if he was to survive and come out here, it's a lot, of, a lot of fun, Tom Gun Live. And you're at Jim Cunningham, eyes and ones and all
4: that. <laughs> yeah, all
1: that. All right. There you go. Hey, stay here. I'm going to do an ad and then we're going to come back with Dr. Chow. And he's going to give us good news. Or if he does I'm just going to hang right up about this coronavirus. Hey, with home security, there are two ways you can go about protecting your house. There's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way. Simply safe. Simply safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You barely notice it's there. What's truly remarkable is you could set up the system all by yourself. Anyone could do it. it. Takes thirty minutes, hour tops. Absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You will have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, twenty-four-seven. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Check it out today. SimplySafe.com/odds. Get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial at S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash odds. Simply slash odds. All right. Welcome back to Against All Odds. On the line right now. This is a special treat. Former team doctor for the San Diego Chargers. I think he, I think he delivered like 17 of Phil Rivers' kids. 17 of the first 21 kids. We'll ask him about it. He's a sports <laughs> medical analyst. And you can check him out on ProFootballDoc.com. That's where he keeps all his secrets. Dr. David Chow, thanks for coming on Against All Odds.
5: Uh, thanks, thanks for having me, Cousin Chow. It's my privilege.
1: Well, listen, before we get into the football talk, and I know you know a lot about it and how much you mean to the game, I, I'm excited to explain to everybody and have you help me out with that. Let's talk coronavirus. It's a fad, right? It's going away. In a few weeks, we'll all be able to put our masks away, wash our hands of it, and wash our hands in general and live a normal life, right? Give us some good
5: news. Well, you know, uh, hand washing, of course, is a uh, good thing. And hand washing can be effective. The masks mm-hmm. really don't do anything. So okay. uh, the mask crisis it doesn't really do anything. My wife uh, showed me uh, a mem that was on social media or something talking about how, uh, Costco is out of paper towels and water and all this stuff as everyone is saving up. Meanwhile, those same people that bought all those paper towels and waters are, are sa- sampling from the open food tray at, at Costco. So, oh right,
1: that's, interesting. That's a good point. I don't know if you're joking well, around, but that is intre- That is that is what goes on. Unbelievable.
5: <laughs> well, the so the bottom line is this: look, first of all, I'm an orthopedist. I'm not an infectious disease expert or epidemiologist. But mm-hmm. every year, flu during the flu season kills a lot of people. I am not poo pooing this coronavirus, uh, COVID 19, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, mm-hmm. anything that's new, it's something that you want to be prepared for and take seriously. Uh, but the death rates are not as high as you would think. And of course, any death from flu is something you're worried about. But every year, Plain old regular influenza virus, where you know this is why we do vaccines and and even football players get them, et cetera. Uh, you know the flu shot, so to speak. Especially the elderly, uh, mm-hmm. there's a significant mortality rate. And, and you know what's going to get rid of? I think the co- quote coronavirus, and obviously the the kind of sexy name has helped it propagate uh, throughout media is that you know we got to be careful with it we have to watch this but the bottom line is as flu season goes away it's going to self take care of itself and that's my expectation and hope
1: okay good i like that see so far i like that and you know what i'm in the middle on the panic scale i'm not i'm not emptying out a costco uh but also a little concerned um like today like clay travis likened it to a car accident like hey so many people die of a car accident and deaths go unreported. It's like, yeah, but this is not a single infected car causing all accidents that can't be stopped. You know? So I think what I want to ask you is what is wrong with Clay's brain? No, you probably can't. You can't speak up. Can you, I don't know. Are you able to,
5: uh, well, you know, I, I love all you guys. i lock it in. And, and uh, I, I'm on regularly with Clay. I did pod, right. podcasts regularly and, and stuff. So, I I like all of them and I'll give them all equal uh, grief. Uh, You know, last time (laughs) I was on with uh, Clay, he tried to get me to diagnose his foot injury from uh, a zip lining accident when he was in Mexico. And uh, I was like, first of all, I mean, over the telephone and radio, how about some video, Clay? Second of all, I was like, uh, you know, Clay, uh, you, you know, zip lining in Mexico, I mean, you know, let's let's question what you got going on there. Are you surprised? He said, everyone else is okay. But for some reason, he said the uh, the workers sort of pushed and spun him as he went. And my first question well, yeah. was, what did what did you say to make him mad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just has that look to him. He doesn't have to say anything. And I have to say, if there's no video, it's my fault. I was actually there with him in Mexico. I don't know how we ended up vacationing together, but uh, we did and he ziplined and i was right behind him and yeah he was spun into like multiple posts hit his leg and uh and that was that i mean it didn't finish him off but um yeah unfortunately he's still with us but so you're thinking
5: with this flu now, wait a minute Sal. you were behind him in the line are you sure you're not Oh yeah not the i was right behind funner- i
1: i saw the whole thing you should diagnose my ribs from laughing because that's what went on afterwards and the attendants The Mexican attendants acted as if the country had uh, won the World Cup. They were celebrating after uh, after he bangs into the post. So yeah, it was was spectacular to to witness.
5: Well, that that was (laughs) more evidence that there was some intent involved there, right? Uh, Exactly. After he hit
1: the post, (laughs) right? I'm lucky the uh, Mexican authorities didn't uh, look into it. But so you're saying with this coronavirus, and we'll stop talking about it after this. If it is a seasonal thing. Um, we're kind of lucky that it gained steam at the end of February and not at the end of December, right? So um, you you believe and you hope that weather and climate has a lot to do with it.
5: I, I do. And uh, once again, I'm not an infectious disease, disease expert. Doesn't matter. I've followed follow it along. It's something right. uh, from a public health perspective to be worried about because what if it gets out of control? There's no question we don't have enough tests in the U.S. For the coronavirus to confirm the symptoms or not, but you know, in the end, it's something to be alert and concerned about. But I don't believe it's anything to uh, panic over. I'm not changing any of my uh, uh, flight trips or uh, Easter spring break vacation with the family or anything else.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, when you're signed up for zip lining in Cancun, you're not going to let a little little virus th- get in the way. I understand that. Um, now, listen, back to you. Let me, t- for people who don't know, and shame on you again, if you don't, you are basically the Tony Romo of uh, predicting football injuries and their effects. Uh, I, I don't know that you should get $17 million a year like he does for his opinions. But what happens is, and correct me if I'm wrong, a player will get injured, you'll watch the game on Sunday, you see the, you study the film, I don't know how many times you watch the replay, it doesn't seem like that many, before you could basically analyze what's going to happen. You see the player limp off, you watch which part of the leg the trainers are rubbing, if it's a, if it's a leg injury, uh, how much impact during the collision, and you make an assessment, and you're almost always right. That's the Tony Romo part of it, and what ends up happening is players who don't have an MRI until Monday which I never understood. Uh, they haven't. Don't have an MRI until Monday. You are so reliable that they check in with you on Twitter to see what <laughs> their injuries are. Isn't is is this am I accurate in this description? Well, I mean,
5: uh, you know, uh, let, let's put it this way: uh, this season, JJ uh, Watt made a tackle against Josh Jacobs in the backfield, celebrated a little bit, kind of felt his shoulder arm a little bit, went took the next snap and then walked off the field, and that's all we had. And I went back and looked at the video, and I said, I think he tore his peck, and the season is over. And hmm. immediately after the game, before an MRI was possible, uh, J.J. Watt confirmed it on Twitter. Uh, so uh, I-, I was pleasantly surprised, really shocked. I mean, when I, talked, when I was at Super Bowl and I saw you, I did some of the media things. And there were a few yeah. players that I talked to, and I would always introduce myself. Uh, A, to make it fair, uh, and you know, if I'm asking the question, as it was, he did. But like Mitchell Schwartz, his brother has been on my podcast before. Maybe that's how he knew about me. But He goes, yeah, right. I follow you. I love your stuff. I know, yeah, I, I appreciate you're your giving my diagnosis to me because he said that teens obviously downplay it and he's not out to try and out himself on the truth. In some ways, uh, the, getting the truth out helps him uh, in terms of uh, perception. And so it's not diagnosis. It's an injury impression. And before any of your listeners say, well, what is this you know, BS? Think of it this way. If you go see a doctor for a knee injury, let's say you're, who knows, playing basketball or indoor soccer or whatever it is. And you say, it's my right knee. Uh, I planted, I cut, someone hit me on the outside. It went this direction. And I heard a pop. So that's what the doctor mm-hmm. will ask you. What happened, right? Well, isn't that the video and the traumatic injury? And so for 17 years, when I was working with the yes, then San Diego Chargers, mm-hmm. uh, I would see a player on the field, on the sideline, in the locker room, the next day after an MRI. And after that, I made it a habit going up with the head athletic trainer, James Collins, and you look at video of the injury. Why? Because everyone in the building on Monday is looking at video. Uh, why? Uh, Cause I had a half hour to kill before we had to meet the GM. Uh, why? Right. Because on occasion players would say, I'm not sure what happened. I was in a pile. I'll have to go look at the film. And so we looked at it. Was it always helpful? Not always. Uh, we usually knew what was going on already, but now that I'm out of the NFL, it allowed me a way to quote, reverse engineer the process, uh, right. you know, there, I saw what the injury was and new exam and MRI firsthand and then could look at the video. Now it's the reverse. I don't get the MRI or the exam. I just get the uh video. The replay. And uh yeah. the replay it, it and a lot of times the replay is pretty good with all these different angles. And yeah, uh, so it's it's an informed opinion. Uh it's insider knowledge, not insider information. And uh, the SEC will tell you about the big difference there, right? I mean, <laughs> insider information <laughs> they'll come and get you insider knowledge uh you can right. make some money and so uh hopefully uh it's all just it, it, look i don't call any of the doctors or trainers uh, they're on the sidelines they don't have their phones anyways and, and you see it kind right. of in uh in real time and, and i gotta say the first time uh i knew you were aware of this is uh was it a year or so ago or, or a while back that my uh twitter notifications went off It shows the power of you and uh and uh and bill and you guys in your Simmons podcast, yeah Simmons mm-hmm. uh talked about it, and uh, and I guess compared me to Quincy, is what bill said,
1: right, that's for, what he, he had you uh, of
5: you uh old, yes, so <laughs> you a little Quincy. Quincy. Quincy is <laughs> that's that's a, that's like, a not, yeah, that
1: might predate you that's uh that's a mid seventies reference, but now there there is yeah, also he was a forensic scientist, I think, but but the uh, yeah. I, it's it's a it's a compliment nonetheless. But I think you provide an invaluable insider uh, opinion, um, much superior to and nothing against these guys. I like them very much. Mike Pereira and Dean Blandino, who you have in the booth to talk about a replay and ha- its effect and how the referees are going to call it. it. Was like, well, first of all, uh, I feel like I don't learn a lot of new stuff from that. Um, secondly a lot of times the referees will come down a different way. And third, we're going to hear about it in five seconds. Okay. So I'm not sure if that compares to what you do. Now, if we had you in the booth doing something like this and predicting an injury, um, I think that's invaluable. I really do. I think that's, that that's more important than something that's going to be confirmed in like three seconds. The other thing I want to say is why are MRIs only available on Mondays? What, what is the big deal? Is this uh is this like Chick-fil-A? Why they can't, they can't open one up like Sunday night. These, These players can't find out what's going on.
5: Well, when I started, we used to get the MRIs on Tuesdays because, you know, uh, technology, but also you, you examine them and figure, do you need an MRI? Well, when I started, we were actually the first team to get them on Monday because we just hold four or five MRI slots, knowing that we're going to need them, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of deal. And yes, there are occasions that they're gotten on Sunday now, not always. Um, but you got to remember, if you're an away team, you want to fly home first, and then it's the middle of the night. You want to get the MRI, just get it first thing right. in the morning. Nothing's going to change. But, but let me tell you this, uh, you know, every time you hear, uh, you know, uh, MRI pending, you know, hope it's not as ACL, whatever. I never walked off the field without knowing the ACL was torn. You didn't need an MRI to tell you that. And so some of that, uh, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit, is the team playing coy. With letting mm-hmm. information out, um, and, and and that's their job, right? Their job is to win games. And you know, look, I remember one instance that our GM was, was a preseason game. Our wide receiver tours ACL, and and he said, "Don't tell anybody." I'm like, "Well, I'm huh. not gonna tell anybody. He goes, you better tell the player not to tell anyone." The locker room was about to open up, and uh, right. his point was, sure enough, uh, the next morning we had a trade for another wide receiver, and he didn't want to oh, wow. get hijacked on the price, right? Uh, right, so, right. Uh, so there are reasons they 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 keep things close to the vest. Uh, a team is not out. A team is telling you what they want you to know. And quite honestly, if they were. Uh, it's not like they don't know what it is. They're just not telling us on the outside. And, mm-hmm. and if they were completely forthcoming, I guess I wouldn't have this little uh, cottage industry or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh. uh gig. Uh, to, right. To do it. And, and look, I was on the other side. So I, I looked at it as I understand what they're saying and doing. Uh, they're doing a good job. It's not like I'm doing it better from my couch or my war room watching. The doctors mm-hmm. there know. The team knows. They're just not telling us uh, yeah. in public what it is.
1: Uh, well, I think so, you should give yourself a little more saying. credit. The other thing I'll say is answer, answer this as honestly as you can. I mean, you took the Hippocratic Oath, right? So I think you have to, have to answer this honestly. When you call an injury, you see it, you're like, boom torn acl the next day are you a little bummed if it comes back sprained mcl are you a little tiny bit bummed that you misdiagnosed it well even though it's better for the player
5: well first of all uh there's no question you could have mixed emotions right and there's no question i'm always (laughs) happy for the player but egotistically if you weren't happy about it i mean uh you you wouldn't be a human being or you wouldn't have a lot of pride. So I'm not, I'm not jumping up and down saying, what a monster uh, you you are,
1: Dr. Chow.
5: (laughs) No, I'm just, I mean, I mean, you know, there's no question. And and I've also learned this uh, on Twitter and whatever. I used to just say, uh, yeah, this is what he has," And if you Mm -hmm. notice, I always couch it because um, a, I want to make sure anyone who sees it for the first time knows it's not a definitive diagnosis. I'll say, by video appears to tear his ACL, and I'll often say, "I hope I'm wrong." And I'm genuine, and from a medical perspective, hoping that I'm wrong. But okay. you know, of course, you know, from a from a technical perspective, everyone likes to say that they're right. You're human. I got right? it. You
1: know what? My my listeners are smart. They can read between the lines, and I think we know what you're saying there. You're you're always you're always rooting for to to be right. Uh, just like on this show, we want to be right. That's right. That's fine. That's human. Um how much let's uh, let's uh, ask you a practical one here. Tua Tagovailoa, uh Alabama quarterback is going to be in the draft next month. How much stock should I don't want to say teams put in former injuries, but like in this specific injury with Tua. Um and B, is there such a thing as being injury prone or can he go on and 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 go for an injury-free career in your estimation?
5: Well, it depends on the injury. I mean, that's like saying uh, in in the gambling world, um, mm-hmm. heck, uh, uh, I, I, I lost every time I bet on the Cowboys over the last five years, so I'm never going to bet on them again. Depends that's on true. Who's I should say that. The yeah. or, mm-hmm. or heck, uh, you know, uh, blindly, uh, the XFL totals have been under, so we're going to bet unders on every game blindly. Well, you got to look at the circumstances. Is it right. Houston with four wides playing without a tight end? I mean, same thing with injuries. I mean, what were Tua's injuries, and are those injuries a pattern of being injury-prone or not? I don't believe that they are. His ankle two ankle surgeries um, were something that were done, it seems to be, more prophylactically. Um, and so it's almost like you can't count that against him. He had a mm-hmm. tremendous traumatic injury with his hip, which uh, he seems to be doing well from. And I said all along, the big thing was the ABN and assuming he could avoid a vascular necrosis, which is the lack of blood flow, which is what ended Bo Jackson's career. I mean, he has a good chance to to be good. You got to understand this, too. Uh, he's a mobile quarterback. He's a great athlete, but he's still a quarterback. I mean, if he were mm-hmm. a cornerback uh, a, a DB, this would be a much bigger issue. I mean, if Tua was 90% as mobile as he was before, he's still more mobile than Probably 31 other quarterbacks, uh, Lamar Jackson being the exception, right? right? I mean, and so gotcha. if and, yeah. and the NFL is is drafting him to uh, play from the pocket with escapability, and so uh, that's why I said all along he's got to come out, which he is. And my only worry is, you know, the arthritis that inevitably will set in. Um, but can he get through a first contract? I believe he can. Will he be in the okay. league until he's 40, 43 like Tom Brady? Probably not. And mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you, I'm dating myself again here, early in my NFL career, the 90s and early 2000s, it was, hey, can this guy play left tackle for us for 15 years, right? And towards right. the end of my career, it was, uh, you know, in the in the 2000s, and 2010s, and whatever, teams, it was, can he get through the first contract? Because how long are GMs employed, right? I mean, Are GMs really employed 12, 15 years? No, they probably have a a three, four, five-year run. So can he get to a first contract? And so on that basis, with a quarterback-driven league, I've said a while ago that expect him, there's a good chance he's going to go at the top of the draft, in the top five even, because people are going to take that small risk of the arthritis because it's a quarterback-driven league, and they're looking at one contract.
1: Okay, all right. one more question doesn't really have anything to do with anything. uh, my friend Harry, a big part of this podcast. he's getting cream for his uh rear end. He's had some discomfort. He woke up the last couple of nights with soreness. He's paying two hundred and seventy dollars for this cream. um, Should he go another route?
5: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I promise you this this Al. I'm not gonna ask for a video on this one, okay, <laughs> okay, uh-huh. good. <laughs>
1: I promise you, and, no and one's with, taking it.
5: <laughs> and, and
1: without well, the Dr. video, Chow, it's,
5: it's a little hard for me to tell.
1: I understand, and I, I threw you off a little. Uh, ProFootballDoc dot com—that's where people could find you. And on Twitter, I mean, you're You—you might j- dive into basketball too, right?
5: Yeah. Well, we kind of already do, uh, but it's just not, you know, the field view injury index, you know, uh, things that we do uh, on the football side. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we certainly do, do dive into basketball last, last year in the playoffs with Kevin Durant and his Achilles and, and uh, Clay right. Thompson and his ACL and so forth. So we do, but we just don't have the, you know, every injury, every player aspect yet, but it may be coming.
1: All right. Well, listen, I know I understand Like the load management in the NBA probably works against you. So t- t- shame on those guys for doing that. But, uh, Dr. Chow, thanks for coming up. Boy, I really hope there's an underground group of degenerate surgeons that bet on all this stuff. But you're going to tell me no. I'm pretty sure.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite sure there's an underground group of degenerate betting on it. I don't know how many are surgeons or not surgeons.
1: There you go. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Dr. Chow. Hopefully we'll speak again and we won't be wiped off the planet uh, simultaneously. But thank you so much for coming on.
5: All right. You're welcome. My pleasure.
1: All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Watch me on Lock It In Monday through Friday, FS1, 430 to 530 Eastern Time. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifector, Dr. David Chow and Hill producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal, sing so long and happy handicapping.